and welcome to Lord of the Rings Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie The Fellowship of the Ring, one ferret-filled minute at a time. <laughs> I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. And I'm Norman Mitchell. And today we'll be talking about Minute 60. 60! We made it to an hour! <laughs> oh my god. Which starts with um, the same establishing shot of the bar as yesterday, and ends with Sam kind of like warily eyeing Frodo. Um after they've heard some not-so-great news. Some not-so-great news. Yes. Tell me, where is Gandalf? For I must desire to speak with him. Turns out, he hasn't been here in six months. How does that... And speaking of six months, how well does that really gel with, like, the sort of timeline we're establishing? It doesn't gel super well with it, does it? Um, I think so, because if Gandalf's been gone for around a year... Yeah. That means it took him six months to get to Orthak? I mean, it's a long way. Plus, he's been uh, imprisoned, and we don't know how long he's been imprisoned in Orthanc. Right. Was it fired? Well, that still implies it took him at least six months before he showed up at Saruman, which kind of takes away well, from no, the urgency of that moment. You, I mean, he probably didn't stop at Bree after meeting with Frodo because he's like, I need to, de- I need to talk to Saruman now. Right. So if he stopped at Bree on his way out to Gondor or on the way... Well, no, it doesn't make sense if he went on the way into the Shire. Right, but so, what I'm saying is if he leaves the Shire yeah, and it's, you know, when he leaves the Shire and then he's gone for a year, right? Right. Oh, well, he'd gone for a year for Gondor. But we don't know how long it took him to get to Orthanc from here. So it's been six months since the last time Frodo saw Gandalf? No. But that would be kind of the implication, wouldn't it? No, I think I think it's the six months in the span of the year or so that Gandalf is gone the first time. Because he leaves the party and he just kind of wanders to mm. uh, Gondor, stops at Bray. Oh, yeah, that's true. Pick up his, you know, UPS packages or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I guess, so I guess this is where, like, some of the book stuff is, like, in my head with this conversation, Mm -hmm. because Gandalf, in the book, I'm pretty sure, has told Butterbur that he's going to meet these hobbits here and has left a note for them, which would be after he goes back and checks on Frodo the last time. Right. So, in my head, that's where I'm thinking he would stop at Bree on the way. Right. But... So, in this movie, I guess that doesn't happen. Yeah, and because... You know, he... But he had to have... But he had to have stopped somewhere near Bree because of what happens next week. Not if he rides straight through. Yeah. He would have had to have stopped somewhere, though. Maybe not in Bree, but near Bree. So that Aragorn is aware he needs to wait for him as well. Because Aragorn is there next week. And he's there on purpose. He's not just there randomly. No, yeah. So he had to, so, and we know that Aragorn hangs out in Brie anyway. As you do. Like, from the books. I would. This bar is hopping. Because this is also kind of a crossroads for the Dunedain. Right. To, like, do their stuff. Yeah. I just... So he would have left a, so... I think, I think in the context of the movie, in the timeline of the movie that's been established, whether or not there's many years in between. Yeah. It's when Gandalf is first going to be to Gondor. Yeah. 
after the birthday party. Because, yeah. But at the same, so then he would have, so then his message to Aragorn would have been after we last saw him. Yeah, keep an eye on this. But didn't necessarily happen in Bree. Yeah. Okay. Or, you know, he could have just rendezvoused with Aragorn on the road. Yeah. On the way to Isengard. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. So... I think the timeline holds up so far. Yeah, for the most part. Like, it's, that line in particular and, like, the context of knowing that Aragorn is specifically waiting in Bree makes it feel like them meeting in Bree makes the most sense because of where it sits on the road. Well, maybe Gandalf didn't want to be seen. Maybe. Because if the... Because of what he knows. Yeah. Um. Because... Also... All, but, like, Gandalf also could have met up with Aragorn before that after he looked like pre-suspicions being confirmed just in case to be like hey this might be happening I need you to have my back for me yeah but at the same time like he didn't know yet that Frodo was going to leave the Shire until after he goes and sees him the second time oh that's true yeah so I don't know whatever yeah so when did he tell Aragorn to like sit tight and wait he just texted his bae he's just like hey bae he just, like, whispered to a bird. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, spoilers or for moth, later, but... You know, something that he can do, you know? He can just, like, whisper to a bird and send it to go you know, send a message. Eagle post. I don't know. <laughs> eagle post. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, you mentioned that when we were watching the minute uh, with the establishing shot of the bar, there's the pillar with all the little notes yeah. tacked to it. So maybe that's just, like, a community... It's, it's, it's literally board. the message board. Yeah. yeah. It's what forums used to be. Yeah. Back yeah. in the old days. Yeah. Ye olden days. Ye old. Ye old message board. Ye old message board. Message. Message board. Massage board. <laughs> no, that's weird. That's yeah. a completely different thing. My personal headcanon for that, for the papers, is that it's, like, the no-serve list. Yeah. Like, you know, Tom got drunk and danced on the tables again. He's not. That's strike three. We can't have him back. Yeah, he's not coming back. (laughs) Don't serve these dwarves. They're too rowdy. Yeah. That's true. It's like there's a note on there about, like, some of the members of Thorne's company, because dwarves live long enough that they might show up again. They've just got, like, a lifetime ban. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Gimli tries to go there once and he's just like, oh yes, I am Gimli, son of Gloin. And, and then the guy looks at the like, list and is like, it's, Gloin. It's just nope. like the Kill Bill sirens on Butterworth's face, like, wee wow. <laughs> Barlow and Butterbur is one of my favorite minor characters in the story. <laughs> Partially, and in the movie, Especially because of his voice. It's such a perfect, like, Cockney accent voice. It's not a Cockney accent, It's not a Cockney, though. but it's close. No, not really. It's not as sharp. It's it's a little looser. <laughs> it's not, it's not like, hello, governor. Like, because no. that's like a straight up Cockney. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's yeah. very. It's, it's like a low class accent, but he's trying to put on airs. I think it's a really good barkeep accent. Yeah. Also, what's but... up with the cup? <laughs> Right? All the cups. Cleaning the cup. Cleaning the cup. It's the trope. 
I guess. It's a trouble. The, the bartender's always going to be... Cle- the bartender of fantasy stories always got to be cleaning a glass. <laughs> always. Just cleaning that one dirty glass. Oh, You see God. him, he's always cleaning the same one. That's It's it's so funny. He's got to keep himself busy. It's so funny. Looks like he's doing a job. Ju- Dude, doing there's a, plenty of things to keep... I mean, like... I've Especially worked- here. Uh, in Bree. <laughs> yeah. This bar is way busier than uh, Green Dragon was. Yeah. At least it looks like it. Well, that's why we see Rosie clean more than one cup. How do you know she's cleaning more than one cup? Well, she switches cups. Does she? Yeah, we see her switch cups. No, we don't. She puts one down and then she picks up the one that she's cleaning when Sam's looking and then she double times. Oh, I guess I must have missed that. I was just really focused on like, why are you doing that? <laughs> I'm going to get my hands in there. <laughs> But like, and I love the first thing that Butterbur says. He's just like, oh, good evening, little masters. He's <laughs> like, we're always, he's like, we're, uh, what's he say? It, it's always like a, a privilege or it's always like a joy to serve the little folk. Yeah, I think he like makes it a point to, but which, I don't know. Because they're supposed to be hobbits and Brady. Maybe they're just like very rare in the surrounding yeah. area. They treat the hobbits well. Yeah. We got some fine hobbit-sized accommodations. Because you won't be able to climb and do a, like a regular person-sized bed. Right. Have you seen like tiny toddlers try and climb into their parents' bed? It's cute. It's adorable. But like if you're a hobbit that's been pursued by like supernatural beasties. All these little tiny tots. I would want like uh, a proper-sized bed. <laughs> right. Like Mary and Pippin have to like climb on each other's shoulders. <laughs> and also like... These, these, this, the last bit of this Butterbur line is like the most, one of the more iconic lines in the, all of Bree to me. She's like, Gandalf, Gandalf. Oh, elderly chap, <laughs> gray beard, pointy, pointy hat. hat. <laughs> I've not seen him in six months. <laughs> you know what he, you know what his voice reminds me of? Mm. Um, oh, I don't remember the character's name, but it's the, um, the, the pirate. In Pirates of the oh, Gibbs? Is it Gibbs? Jack's, like, right-hand guy. I don't think it's Gibbs, but... With the mutton chops? Yeah. Yeah, Gibbs. Oh, okay. Mr. Mr. Gibbs. Are you sure I it's think Gibbs? So. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I don't think so. I think I think it is. Anyway, that guy. <laughs> that guy. The one that recites the Pirate's Code. Yes. Take what you can. Give nothing back. Give nothing yeah, back. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. That I'm guy. pretty sure it's Gibbs. I don't remember. It's been a while. It doesn't sound right. Gibbs is like NCIS. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's Gibbs. I'm fairly certain. We'll have to check. We should watch those movies again. I love. I'm surprised no one's doing a Pirates of the Caribbean minute. Honestly, I'll do it. I don't care. More Orlando Bloom for me. <laughs> that would be a fun. I think that would be a fun minute podcast to listen to. There's a lot of cool stuff that goes on in those movies. I like that. Um, we get a we get a close up shot of the big rig that we were talking about yesterday. Yeah, the one with the the one with the beard. Yeah, because they pass he. The... That's the one that they call out in the commentary. Of the cast is like, God, mm-hmm. oh, that's Rebecca Fitzgerald <laughs> with the weird, gross hands. <laughs> the, the like not movie over animatronic hands. hands. I've always loved ferret guy. <laughs> Why does the guy have a ferret in the bar? I'm only just like, I think that that's so funny. I love he's just, ferret he's guy. He's just feeding a ferret just in the bar. Nameless ferret guy. But like, so, and this is like a difference too between like the book and the movie. Cause like the characterization of like Butterbur in the book, I feel like he would just be like, get that out of here. <laughs> that's not up to code. 
Get that out of my bar. Get that out of here before I find it in one of my kegs. No. Get that out of here before I turn it into soup. Right. Right? If I find some ferret crap in the corner, it's on you, buddy. I don't know. Like, ferrets... I've always... I Maybe it's because, like, weasels. Yeah. But I, that's, like, a very rogue character. Yeah. It's like, who's this guy thinking he is, Beastmaster? I don't know what that is. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> it's like an 80s or 70s, like, fantasy movie. Oh. Like, you know, just, like, get ferrets to do your bidding. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Like, be... So, <laughs> I would, I'm, I could go way off track here for a second. Like Beastmaster is like a seventies, like eighties fantasy, like action movie okay. about a guy basically dressed like He-Man that has like animal friends. Oh boy. He's got like two ferrets and like a big cat and, and like, a hawk. Does he like ride them into battle? He or? like, they like do stuff for him. He like tells him what to do. That's why he's Beastmaster. What? Yeah. He's like, like. Like Snow White, He Man, and then he's like in the modern world in the movie, and like they, like I think the ferrets like pick a lock on a door at some point for what? him. What? <laughs> yeah, he's like Snow White, He Man. Yeah, that's weird. It's like a He Man knockoff. Maybe it's like a nod to that. I, I don't know. I love Ferret Guy. <laughs> ferret Guy, and he's like all in black. Yeah, he's a rogue. Yeah, it must be he's a real shady type. He's probably an assassin. Yeah. He's just he's meeting someone in Bree talking yeah, about a hit. Yeah, yeah. No, I just love Ferret Guy. Ferret Guy. I think he's there. He either just he either just finished a job or he's waiting to pick up a job in Bree. I think. <laughs> yeah, probably. Ready to get hired to stab a man. Hey, man, you got to feed your family somehow. Oh man, I just had a horrifying thought. If that guy's like an assassin, what if he's there for Aragorn? No, what if um. Do you know what a rat cage, like, torture implement is? I don't want to know, I don't think. So, like, he has a ferret. Oh, God. And it's a weasel. Oh, no. And, like, a rat cage is, like, a thing that, like, the Spanish Inquisition did. Take a cage, and you strap it to someone's stomach, and you put, like, rats in it, and then you build a fire on top of it to heat it up. No, 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 yeah. no, 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 It's no, a horrifying no, thought. If that no, guy's, like, no. an assassin, no. why does he got a ferret? No, no, no. No, 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 no. I don't want to hear it anymore. Nope. You don't got to go any further than that. That's gross. Yeah, Ew. and horrifying. Oh, my God. No, why? I have ruined Ferret Man. No. I don't have anything else for this minute, do you? Um, Other than, and we barely see it, but, like, the Brie set that they're all sitting in is, like, kind of the most oversized set we've seen so far. Mm -hmm. Oh, God. No. I'm just thinking of a gross ferret cage. Sorry. It's a ferret day cage. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Anyway. We're from the website duelinggenre.com. You can email us, contact at lordofthingsminute.com, Twitter at lotrminute, Tumblr, lotrminute.tumblr.com. We have a Facebook page as well as a listener group, which you can join. Uh, you can leave us a five-star review on iTunes if you are so inclined, as well as checking out the other podcasts in the Dueling Genre Network, family, what have you, um, such as The Doctor's Companion, which is our Doctor Who podcast that I co-host with Scott and Nick. Uh, they host Black to the Future Minute, which is coming back soon, as well as Geek by Night, which is also coming back soon. It's our fictional audio drama podcast that we are very proud of, and... Harry Potter Minute is going on right now, so you can check those out. 
Um, you can also check out our Patreon, which you can access from duelinggenre.com slash support. There's also a one-time donation button on the site, as well as merchandise. And special thanks to our Patreon associate producer, Leaper182. I'm still thinking about ferrets. Have a great weekend. Oh, God. And we will be back next week to finally talk about, like, my second favorite character. Strider. Heck yeah. We're the guest. We're the guest. Yay. Yay. Have a good weekend. Bye.